29 years, about 10,500 ep- episodes. Um, we're going to be doing something, something very timely right after the show today. We will be going to election coverage, covering what's going on with Warren Jones. Um, a lot of people have that on their minds. It's been a huge hot topic. Uh, I am so pleased to be able to have Jerlene in from the Mao Yumin Society. She's the director of the Mao Yumin Society, and you've been doing an awesome job, Jerlene. Really great job. Big applause. Um, this has been a buku wonderful year with so much going on. I can't even keep track of what you've been having happening. A lot of events that are a lot of fun, um, a lot of great things to help out going on at the Maui Humane Society. Uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about things that are happening um, with the foster program, with things for the holidays that you can think about. Let's start with the holidays because we're really just a couple weeks out. Um, I know that you are going to you have some of those fabulous calendars that are so popular and people love those because it's the local Maui pets, right? That is right. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you for having me on. I always appreciate sharing information and kind of giving an update of what it's we're wonderful. doing at the it's been Local long. Humane Society. <laughs> <laughs> You're so busy. It's hard to get you in here. So so I'm glad you made it. And um, yes, you can breathe and relax, yeah. right? It's like a little safe haven here. No one can get to you. <laughs> so so the calendars, I think they started about 15 or 20 years ago. And yeah. they, they became a hit. How many people submitted photos? Do you have any idea this oh, year for the goodness. calendars? We, we usually, oh boy, I think we usually get about 100 uh-huh. somewhere in that neighborhood. I don't know exactly what the number was this year, but that's usually about what we get. Mm-hmm. And it's so wonderful because people get to uh, submit photos of their own for kids at home, um, either past or present, mm-hmm. and then encourage their friends and family to vote. And it's a it's just a neat kind of creative way uh, to fundraise for the Humane Society and for the animals on the island. And people who are so proud yes. to get their dogs yep. uh, or cats. Yep. Do you get more dogs than cats? We actually get more cats than dogs. You get more mm-hmm. cats than mm-hmm. dogs. But we get over, well, a couple thousand dogs a year, several hundred a month. And then we get... Um, cats and then we have kind of the critter category oh which but is, i mean on the calendars oh and the calendars yeah. sorry I'm, I'm thinking into <laughs> that's, that's a lot of um you know it's boy i think it's probably around half and half really yeah yeah every now and then you get other critters yes as well. we you do get we get people and... sur- you know submit a photo of their horse and mm-hmm. of their rabbit or guinea pigs yeah so how do people get a calendar? It's a nice stocking stuffer oh boy there is a variety of ways so you can come in right into our front office and purchase a calendar right then, and then that would also give you the opportunity to see our retail logo wear that's in the front office, uh, see our giving tree that's up in the front office, and it has uh, different valued uh, ornaments, if you will, on the tree, and you can choose to donate whatever amount is on the ornament, and it'll say what that amount would be used for. Now, I know almost everyone on Maui knows where you are, but there are people, a lot of visitors on the (laughs) island right now, and you know, there are people, and I'm sure you Mm -hmm. see this, there are people who like to visit and come and visit oh, the Oh, we local. see it all the time. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Um, and some of them like to spend a little time. Or, mm-hmm. So is, if they're visiting, um, how do they tell them how they can get to the Maui Humane Society? Well, we are right on Veterans Highway. That used to be the Mokalele <laughs> Highway. And we are right in between Kihei, uh, I'm sorry, Kahului and Kihei. And if you're heading towards Kihei, we are kind of halfway in the middle on the right-hand side. Google uh, Maui Humane yeah. Society. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Google map it. Yep, Mehameha Loop. So. You've been there so long. 
We have been there about 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot's happened in that time. I know you've done additions <laughs> in that time. Mm-hmm. You have the cat house. Oh, which we you have all kinds of things. Yes. And all kinds of other wonderful mm-hmm. things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 if I think a lot of people know about your pet, Freddie. Yeah. Um, Freddie, the <laughs> our t- our turtle. tortoise. Our yeah. tortoise that's kind of become a, a local hero. Yeah. And you have a birthday party we for do. him and, mm-hmm. and all that fun stuff. Um and I'm glad you brought up that you're doing these ornaments that people can mm-hmm. do as, as little as $5. It's as little as $5, and it incrementally goes up from there. And it could be anything from um, a toy for a dog or a cat or um, milk replacement for a, a little bottle, bottle baby kitty that we'll oh. send out, you know, to foster or um, a a cat carrier that will go out to foster or a dog or a, a toy or a chew toy for every dog in the shelter. Aww. I mean, you really, there is a variety on that tree. So whatever resonates with you and whatever amount uh, that someone is willing to, to donate to the animals at the shelter, there's something there. I love that. <laughs> I really, I know. I just yeah. absolutely and then, love and then that. You, and then you get to write on it, you know, um, in memory of or your name, Aww. and then it goes up on the wall um, in the front office of the shelter. That's, yeah. that's yeah. very special. Yeah. Absolutely special. People are so, it's it's really wonderful to see. People are really generous and and I mean, just the idea of a, a pet getting a toy from you is mm-hmm. <laughs> very cute. But there are the ways if if you, you don't want to mm-hmm. do that, you can make a. It's the end of the year, folks, yeah. and tax deductible do- donations. Yeah. This is the time a lot of people want to get this in before tax time, so you can make a donation. Yeah, right through our website. Mm-hmm. We make it as easy as possible. That's a, you couldn't get it's easier. MauiHumaneSociety.org. MauiHumaneSociety.org. Front page, and it'll pop right up there. Would you like to make a donation? It's it's a great way to go. It it really truly is a wonderful way to go, and it's I there's such a need for these foster animals too. I I hope people realize uh, this program has super taken off. Oh, yeah. when did the foster program begin here? Oh gosh, you know I don't know. We've probably been um, fostering animals out even unofficially without having a robust program for many years. But I can tell you that um, our foster program has been a, a really critical and essential component in the last few years uh, for our um, really exceptional life-saving uh, initiative. Uh, we're saving more animals than we ever have at the Humane Society. This is so such yeah. good news. I think there was the Mellon News covered this about six months ago or so. About, oh, when it's, you made it's, that, yeah, 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 yeah. So we. Uh, there's this thing called live release rate, and we talk a lot about it at the Humane Society because it's how uh, it's really just um, it's it's how shelters uh, kind of gauge their life saving efforts and and how many animals the percentage of animals that are able to leave the each shelter or Humane Society for a positive outcome. Mm-hmm. So we finished last year fiscal seventeen at a ninety two percent live release rate for dogs. And I was really excited. That's huge. It's huge. It is huge, Cindy, because we are an open door shelter, which mm-hmm. means we don't turn any animal away. Right. Some animals are surrendered to us truly at the very end of end of their lives. Wow. And some animals are surrendered to us, and they're not safe to adopt out in the community. So for us to be an open door shelter and be able to save more than ninety percent of the dogs that come to us, we're pretty proud of that. It and our and our skin. and our cats are not far behind. We have made absolute tremendous um, progress with kitties in the last couple of years. So, How did you do that? Oh, a variety of ways. Our foster program has been critical. 
Mm -hmm. Um, Just this calendar year alone, we've put out um, almost 1,400 animals to foster care. That's huge. And that, <laughs> yes, huge. Yes, and we do now. As of a couple months ago, we we have a dedicated foster coordinator. So we're pretty excited about what this next year will bring because that was 1,400 animals without a dedicated foster coordinator. Explain to people what qualifies a pet as a foster sure. pet. You know, uh, it could be a variety of reasons. It just it, if some, it just boils down to they need a little extra time or care before mm-hmm. they're ready for adoption. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and each person gets to gets to decide what would work best for their lifestyle. What type of animal will work best for them? It might be a dog or a cat or a puppy or a kitten. So, oftentimes we get in kittens that are just too young and too small to be spayed or neutered and mm. every animal has to be spayed or neutered prior to leaving our shelter uh-huh. so maybe kitties just need to gain a pound or a half a pound wow it could just be a couple weeks and foster be and, and it's better to have them in a home than in the shelter um, waiting or it could be um, a dog that has had surgery and just needs to recover for a little while before they go up for adoption or same thing with puppies they do, just need you to must have some parents foster parents who are repeat parents over and oh over. we do we do you know fostering i will say fostering isn't for everyone mm-hmm. but for some people it is everything mm-hmm. and we have foster parents that we absolutely rely on mm-hmm. um and to just continue fostering one after the other but we have people that are a little more sporadic depends mm-hmm. on their schedule Mm-hmm. And we absolutely respect that because even if you can only foster one animal, just mm-hmm. one, and see if it's for you. And you certainly made a difference in that animal's life. Mm-hmm. So, Well, and, and I was asking you before we started the show, I said, well, how many times do people <laughs> fall in love with their foster pet? And, and it, it just, happens. Yeah. <laughs> And then they just have to have them. They can't let them go back, right? Yes, that does happen. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so um, our foster families or foster parents, they absolutely usually always get uh, kind of first dibs on an animal. Mm -hmm. And the only time that isn't uh, the case is if they're fostering an animal that is going to be flying out on our Wings of Aloha program because that animal is already spoken for. Okay, we're going to talk about that. This has been a (laughs) wonderful concept. And I mean, it's made uh, made impressions all around the country, actually. Um, I remember it was about three or four years ago you began the Wings of Aloha. Yeah, we, we launched it in 2012. Wow, it's been that five mm -hmm. years. And then every year, I mean, but like anything, we've We've refined it. We've made little adjustments. We've grown that program. We have a dedicated uh, transfer coordinator now. Uh, we um, have funding for that program. So, you know, it has evolved like many other programs and things that we do at the Humane Society. Yeah, and, and explain to people again that may not have, I mean, I, I sure. know all about it, but sure. most people listening may not know yeah. we're talking about the Wings yeah. of Aloha. So we're not putting wings on the pet's no, back. No, <laughs> we are not. So Wings of Aloha is just a subset of our transfer program, and transfer program is when one shelter will transfer animals to another shelter or rescue that has capacity. We call it our Wings of Aloha because we send the vast, vast, vast majority of our animals that we transfer out, they go to the mainland. And so they have to go on an airplane. And uh, and so we have right now somewhere around about 18 transfer partners on the mainland who we work very closely with. We have mm-hmm. a very trusted relationship with them. And uh, these are guaranteed placement uh, rescues and shelters. In other words, the only reason that an animal wouldn't go on to be adopted is if 
something really unusual happened. They, they, something medically, um, you know, came up with the animal or something like that. So, so you, I mean, this is amazing to me because I know how expensive it is to fly. Yes. And when I first heard about this, how in the world can they afford yes. to fly? Mm-hmm. Hence to the mainland, you know, yeah. you know, I, I can't, couldn't quite fathom it because <laughs> people would buy a pet rather than spend the money sometimes mm-hmm. for this. But how did you get the money to cover for this to happen? Oh, goodness. So in the very beginning, uh, well, and for all this time until very recently, this was a donor-funded program. Uh, it was really the, the cost of the tickets and the crates were purchased or recovered by um, private donors. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a couple um, transport partners, Alaska Airlines and Hawaiian Airlines, that give us uh, a discounted rate. And Great. so we very much appreciate that. Mm-hmm. However, uh, recently we were able to receive a grant to um, cover the cost of sending these dogs, these very deserving dogs and cats, to the mainland. And it saved so, lots of lives. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. I mean, really, it's been it's been so yeah. successful. Yeah. How many pets have you sent out? Oh boy, oh, more than a couple thousand. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, people don't you know. I know how, what it takes to do this, but for sure. an animal, you're talking about someone crating them, taking them care of oh. them, bringing them down there, making oh. sure they get everything. I mean, it's a from lot of time. Health certificates yeah. from the communication that we have that our transfer coordinator has with our staff, choosing the animals, getting the medical history, communicating that with the transfer partner, booking the flight. Uh, selecting the crates, bathing the animal. and th- I mean, mm. there's there's so many steps. But I think what I would really, really want um, your listeners to know, Cindy, is that our transfer program, while it is so critical, we don't always want to have a transfer program. Mm-hmm. We are doing our best to work mm-hmm. our way out of a transfer program. Um, and as soon as we are able to have more of a balance of animals to the number of adopters on this island we won't have to have a transfer program and the only way we'll do that is um, through spay and neuter and that i'm so glad because that was going to be my (laughs) next question because i i remember when you did the first spay and neuter mash program that was about three four years ago wasn't Mm, it just going on three maybe two and a half three years ago Mm -hmm. and and i remember that that it was such a great thing Mm because i mean we were talking all about it we're so excited they had the group come in and they volunteered their time and they just worked day and night, sure. and they were put up at local places, yep. the yep. doctors. And, and they partnered with our own staff, our own volunteers, and our own doctors. So they came in and partnered with us for two clinics. Yeah. And then we went on to have 13 more clinics. Mm-hmm. And we just, Cindy, I have such exceptional people that work at the shelter. I just can't even tell you. They are talented, they're experienced, and they have this undying devotion and passion for animals. And so you combine that, and really amazing things happen. And so we were able to just do more and more and more animals, every MASH clinic that we had, to the point where we were doubling the number, wow. and, and and these vets were getting done at 2 or 3 in the afternoon, and we're like, no, that's too early. We need you to keep working. We need more animals. <laughs> so, um, But you do sell them out when you have oh, yeah, these clinics. Oh, yeah, we do. It, it, you know, we do. You work in day and yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. And you have the obviously for cats and dogs, mm-hmm. and um, and it's been amazing the way you've taken this on. Yeah, and you did see the difference. Oh, right? we have. We are definitely seeing a difference. It's just, you know, this 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 issue with 
overpopulation on our island. It didn't happen overnight. No. And it didn't happen in a couple of years. No. So it isn't going to be fixed in a couple of years. But I can <laughs> tell you. Pun, pun intended. But I can, exactly. <laughs> but I can tell you that progress is being made. We are definitely seeing it at the shelter with the intake of animals. Um, we just have to be very consistent and we have to keep that message out there and really promote spay and neuter. But a neat thing happened this last year, too, is that we received a grant um, to expand our veterinary clinic. And um, because we never we never intended for MASH clinics to be the only source of uh, spay and neuter. Mm-hmm. And so we now have a really beautiful expanded spay and neuter clinic, and well, veterinary clinic. And we treat our shelter animals, and then we also offer low and no-cost spay and neuter to the community. So, And how often are you offering these spay and neuter clinics now? Well, we offer spay and neuter to the community five days a week through our own clinic. And so, so we, you don't have to have so the, exactly, and so it varies. Sometimes we're a couple weeks out, and I'll be honest. Sometimes we're our appointments are a couple months out. Mm-hmm. It just depends. But I did hear today that more surgery slots were opened, and the soonest one that we have is literally December twenty sixth. That's good. So news. if somebody has been yeah. waiting to get their animal in for spay and neuter, don't wait. Call the Humane Society today. Well, because, and again, people may not be aware of this, there were people that could not afford to go to yeah. a vet. And, mm-hmm. and, and because it could be $200 or up. Oh, yeah. hundreds. Five, yeah. Really? Five, and 500 that's, that's $600. That's a lot of money for mm-hmm. a family that really can't afford sure. that. So doing it this way yeah. made a huge difference. On top of that, you were doing microchip you oh, know, yeah. as well. And, yeah. and so it was really getting a handle. Yeah on an out-of-control situation. Absolutely. We don't want um, lack of finances to be a barrier to sterilizing a pet. Mm -hmm. And so please just know that if you want to get your pet sterilized, if somebody listening wants to get their pet sterilized, call us. And we are going to make a uh, find a way to make that happen for you. So, just before we went on the air, I was talking to you about the California law about um, actually saying, you know, that no no pet factories. You know, um, instead that they're going to actually say you have to do a rescue pet. And you said they've been pretty good here on the island, which is wonderful because um, the thing is, there's so many on an island. You have so many amazing pets. We run a show on Saturday. It's very popular. It's Warren Eckstein's mm-hmm. pet show. And he is fanatical about this, you yes. know. Um, and you always will hear someone call him. They must not know what he's saying. And they're saying, and he always asks where they get the dog. And he says, oh, I, I bought this from, you know, an owner. And it was a breeder. breeder. And, it's, yes. and, and, and people really don't understand yeah. that you can get a wonderful, <sighs> beautiful, purebred pet mm-hmm. or, or any kind of pet that's just fabulous. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to perpetuate. No. That problem of overpop pet overpopulation, sure. and you're saving an animal's life. Absolutely, my favorite is when I uh, somebody is saying that they are looking for, let's say, a dog, and I say, "What kind of dog are you looking for?" And my favorite answer is when they say, "You know, we're, we're not looking for any particular breed. We're just looking for a dog that's going to be a good fit for us." And it's like, mm-hmm. ah, it gives me goosebumps because that is the answer that we want to hear. Right. But that's not always the case. Some people have an affinity towards a certain breed, yeah. or they yeah. had it as a child. Yeah. And if you think purebred dogs don't come to the shelter, to the Humane Society, you would be incorrect. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we had two beautiful purebred Siberian Huskies. Wow. Uh, just within a month ago, we had a purebred little pug. We, oh, I mean, really? we see it. And we people see it. get those dogs and spend yes. hundreds of but dollars. But I will tell you that 
um, our inventory, if you will, mm -hmm. we call that because mm -hmm. we have an inventory of animals, changes daily, yeah. every day. Mm -hmm. So if you are looking for a particular kind, you've got to be a little fanatical about watching our website and then oh. also coming in because some dogs, I will say, and some cats, but mostly dogs, won't even make it all the way to our website because <laughs> somebody will see them before the pictures are taken and before the bio is written, and they'll put a hold on them, and then they they will be adopted before they even make it to the website. So yeah, I mean, a little insi insider info there. I remember when Doreen Virtue was living here, and she would get so many pets, and and her pets were gorgeous little pets, mm -hmm. you know, and she got mm -hmm. so many. Yeah. And she'd say she got them from the, oh, yeah. the Maui Humane yeah. Society, and they're just beautiful pets, Absolutely. you know. I mean, they are there, and and you know, there's really a, a perfect, perfect um, dog or cat waiting for you. That and, is true. <laughs> and and I'm glad you brought up because I wasn't even aware that people could just go to MauiHumaneSociety.org. Absolutely. And actually check that mm -hmm. out and see what's available. Yep, right at, on our homepage, it'll say adoptable. Uh, Adoptable animals or adopt now. And you just click on that and it'll take you to a whole section of dogs, a whole section of cats, and a whole section of critters. And most of them will have pictures or the picture is coming mm -hmm. and it'll have a um, brief description or bio on that animal. Mm -hmm. Now, this is this is something that you really should um, probably bookmark. <laughs> it is an excellent, I was just, I was just mentioning to, to Geraldine uh, how beautiful it is even on your phone if you put it on your phone. Um, because it really has wonderful pictures. I was just looking at this lovely gift you have here. Yeah. For I mean, this is a fuzzy, soft, so, green, <clears throat> lovely uh, pet yeah. blanket that you have so here. So we have, um, through the end of December, we have, um, well, through December 30th, this holiday promotion. And it's an MHS limited edition fleece blanket giveaway for all adoptions. And it is this it's cute beautiful. little green, cute little green fuzzy blanket with the Maui Humane Society logo on it. Aww. And uh, so that's our gift to our community that chooses to adopt now between mm -hmm. um, between now and December 30th. And what are the hours at the Humane Society? We are open from uh, Monday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Okay. So, mm -hmm. 11 to 6. Now, uh -huh. I was also seeing on your website um, something I was not aware of, which I thought was brilliant. Um, donate supplies from our Amazon wish list. Yeah. And I didn't, I thought, wow, I, I, <laughs> I had no idea you could do that. Tell we us are, about we, how you do that. Well, we are making it as easy as possible. You know, we actually have supporters who don't live on the island or who uh -huh. are here part-time but maybe aren't, you know, maybe are off-island. And you can support the needs of the Humane Society and help the animals that uh, we care for mm -hmm. by simply going to this list, choosing what you'd like to give, the quantity that you'd like to give. Our address is in there. You just pay for it, and Amazon will ship it directly to us. I think that. I don't know where that idea came from, but I think that is. I think that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I had no idea you could do it. It's wonderful. It's a little different. It's got to be interesting because I know you have, as part of your job, staying in touch with not only the other islands here, but also people around the country. Mm -hmm. um, but we are in a very unique situation, being mm -hmm. in Hawaii and on the island, um, different than than other places. But one thing that's been happening, I, I have to think mainly here of California this year, it's been just a terrible situation with fires this yeah. year. Um, I, I I had a place in Northern California in Santa Rosa, and I had horses in my backyard. It's two acres right next to a huge Annadale Park, 4,000-acre park. 
and the whole place completely burnt down and and whole areas there and of course the most recent one still going on in some areas yeah. um above just below Santa Barbara and Ojai this is horse country mm-hmm. and 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 some of this Ventura County had a lot of horse ranches and we were seeing stories that were just heartbreaking yeah. about um a few things and there's backstories on each of these but i mean sometimes horses people hadn't planned on it they didn't have evacuation plans they left their horses were locked in and not released and mm-hmm. i saw one video where someone was the flames behind the ranch and they were trying to break down i don't know if you saw that break down the fence so the horses could get you're braver than me cindy i can't watch those videos i will be honest it was it was like these horses i mean they were beautiful horses and they were all completely encased in a a corral and they couldn't get out and they were the person actually tore apart the fence so the horses could get free and you hope that some of them, a lot, a lot of them, were able to. They certainly have a better chance yes. freed than they do in, in that. And so I want to bring up this situation. You know, um, a fire, um, certainly any kind of emergency flood, whatever you know, mm-hmm. earthquake can happen here. Mm-hmm. And um, I hope when we see things like this, that we take into account our pets. And I know we we always tell people to have an emergency package ready to go. Yeah. You know, have your little kit and everything. But um, what people don't realize, and they found this to be true, of course, when uh, Katrina happened in New Orleans, people would not leave without yes. their pet. People would die there yeah. rather than leave their pet behind. And I think we're just beginning to realize the importance mm-hmm. um, of any place where you go to be able to have a sure. way to keep. If you're going to a place that's an evacuation center, yeah. how do you handle the pets? Do you plan well, if there's a fire, if there's a flood, right. what do you do with the what pets? What I can tell you on this island uh, is that the Humane Society partners with the Red Cross. And so when the Red Cross opens their human shelters, uh, we open uh, an adjacent pet-friendly shelter. Oh, that's good And to the know. Humane Society does that. Mm-hmm. So um, information will be on our website as to where, you know, if there's, if we know that... Um, something's about to happen or where we, we think that there's the potential for some for a disaster to happen, uh, we will post on our website where, or on our Facebook page actually is even more up-to-date information, where those pet-friendly shelters will be. What I would also like to say is that we are always looking for volunteers to help with those pet-friendly shelters. Mm-hmm. So if you, uh, if somebody uh, is listening today and would be like, would like to be on our list and would like to get training uh, to if there's uh, an take a shift right? on exactly because we rely on volunteers, some select staff, but volunteers to take shifts at those pet-friendly shelters. So I know it was interesting in this last fire in in uh, Los Angeles and just above Los Angeles, they actually used racetracks. And I remember yes. when I was young, I had a horse that was in a fire in Malibu. And they did indeed take, I thought my horse was gone. They took my horse to Santa Anita Racetrack. Wow. So sometimes that will happen. Yeah. We don't have a racetrack no. here. So we, no. we have, to, we yeah. have to, to look and see what would happen if sure. something happened and there was a cane fire and it, it got out of control and there's, yeah. you know, not people watching it as much now. So you know, this is something that um, responsible pet owners mm-hmm. kind of have to think about. We'd never like to think about an emergency like that. No. But it's much better to have a plan and um, have that awareness mm-hmm. before something happens and afterwards. And even to, just like they do in school, have a fire drill. Sure. You know, have a little plan. What would yep. you do if something happened? We ask that uh, anyone bringing a pet uh, to the shelter have a, a way to transport it, have a crate. You know, we will will have some, we will have some 
crates, limited number of crates at our pet-friendly shelters, but it's so much better if someone will show up with a crate that is sized for their animal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it can it can make all the difference yeah. to to have that in mind. And speaking of that, one of my pet peeves um, is is what happens when fireworks go off. And of course, oh. we are just a few weeks away, folks. From January 1st, and I seem to think this last, maybe just where I live, didn't seem to be quite as much going off on 4th of July this year. But you are going to be sure that there are going to be firecrackers going off. And um, I think we we never can quite be aware of how much more sensitive our dog's hearing is. um, It's terrifying to them. And birds. I mean, Mm -hmm. their hearing is so sensitive. And, of course, they're very aware of not only that, but the smell. Mm -hmm. Their sense of smell is amazing. So... All of a sudden, they're being bombarded with smells and sights and hearing and yeah. things that are just completely, um, they can't process. Sure. And it, and you get a lot of dogs that run away and oh, yeah. uh, uh, when there's a firework <clears throat> display, right? Oh, absolutely. And I'll tell you, you know, every year people will ask me, oh, oh what are you guys going to do for New Year's Eve? Or what are you guys doing for 4th of July? And my answer is always the same, staying home with my pets. Mm-hmm. Because it's just terrifying to them especially to one of them and I have three dogs um, when the fireworks start going off so how could I possibly leave them but uh, many many animals do get out and do uh, you know run away mm-hmm. uh, our officers are on duty and they're picking up any strays that they see and we're responding to calls of people who have found animals and we're trying to match those people up with with people who have lost animals and who have made a report and unfortunately, some of those animals are injured. So well, it please, can happen you know, if, the, if yeah. the pet's freaked out. The yeah. one thing they'll do is run across a road. Yep, absolutely. And so, it's, it's usually so prevention. Dark and, it's about prevention. Yeah. You know, if you have a pet, please stop and think about that pet. And if you're not going to be home, please do whatever you can do to keep your pet in a safe place. Imagine dogs that are in a backyard; it's terrifying to them, or who are tethered up. Um, so, and it yeah. might be different to each person for, you know, maybe that dog is better in a crate or, or better in the house or in the garage. I, I have to ask a question because this was a, uh, I remember when this started. Now, we all know we have a problem with expensive housing mm-hmm. and not enough housing. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, almost at a crisis level with what yeah. it costs. Um, and as we see more and more owners of homes get more and more discriminating because they have a list of 25 people who want their place. Um, one thing I know you've seen the after effects of is there's many homeowners that are saying no pets. Sure. Um, this has been going on for a while, but I think I've seen it increase more. Have you seen yeah. more and more people saying, gosh, I love my pet. I have to move. I can't move to a place that with a pet. They won't allow yeah. my pet. So, and it's heartbreaking. I mean, it's it heartbreaking. Is. You see it, it is, and I can, and I don't know. I can't answer accurately if we are s- seeing and hearing that more today than we have last year or the year before or several years ago. What I can tell you, it is, it is the most one of the most common reasons that people surrender their pet to the shelter. Uh, I know, as of a couple weeks ago, um, one of my staff were looking at on Craigslist at all the. Um, housing that was available for rent and how many of those um, said pet were pet friendly and it was only six percent oh that's that's six percent but what i will also tell you is that um there are very responsible pet owners out there and and you know i'm sure people are people there's irresponsible pet owners but um homeowners who choose to rent to responsible pet owners um 
feel that they are that they are that's the way they want to go. Not only are, that they feel like they are the most responsible, trustworthy um, renters because they feel they feel very grateful that they have found a place to live with their animal and they're not going to do anything to jeopardize that. Well, that no, that's a very good point. But I have to say one time I'd got one and I I I believe in I had owned a home and I had the most irresponsible. Yeah, it happens unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I did. I got one of those and that that they always let the dog run loose and get free. Um always, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and it was always running in the street and they would just, it would yeah. yap and bark all day yeah. long and they didn't, you know. But that's where you could check references. Yeah. That, that's where, the, and I, the, that's, I, yes. that's a good thing. And I didn't mm-hmm. have references mm-hmm. on that person. I should have had references and so what on we, that person. And so what we ask people who have pets that are looking to rent, um, do some, do, Put some effort into it. Yes. Get references on your pet. It can references make a from your veterinarian. Huge maybe difference. references from a dog trainer. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, and because then all of a sudden, and I tell you what, I know people that will pay more. Mm-hmm. They'll pay more in rent. Yeah. If they can take their pet with them. Well, and I think wasn't it in wasn't it in November in 2012 that um, the that the I don't know if it's an ordinance or if it was the law that. Um, was passed that uh, homeowners could ask for an, for a pet deposit because prior to that they oh, couldn't. I didn't know so that. So now you can ask for an actual pet deposit. I was not aware of that yeah. at all. I mm-hmm. never heard of that one. Mm-hmm. So that that's a good thing for homeowners Absolutely. to be aware of. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, because you certainly are going to get a whole bunch of people that do have pets who would love to be mm-hmm. able to rent, and yes. and and that's that's something that we do have issues with, and it's. It's you know the pet lovers are so wonderful they take a lot of pets on yeah. you know and but there there comes a limit right yeah, yeah, <laughs> how yeah. many animals do you have sure. Jarlene? Sure. How many do I have? Yes, I have three dogs. Uh, yay, mm-hmm. three mm-hmm. dogs and mm-hmm. it's and you're in a very situation where you can absolutely fall in love with a pet. <laughs> you know, I, will, I will tell you, Cindy, my office is in the back of the shelter in in kind of our modular admin building, mm-hmm. and so. I, of course, am walking up to the front of the shelter multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. And I will find myself frequently, I mean, I want to say it every day, and then I I kind of, you know, hold myself back. But frequently will walk into the admin building and say, oh, my gosh, we have amazing dogs because I have to walk past the dog kennels (laughs) to get it. And then I realize we always have amazing dogs because, because we see so many Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, you have those that are just, you could just tell right away, you you are really something special. And I say it frequently, so. Now, I have to remember that, you know, we're in the holiday seasons. There are times that um, parents want to get a sweet little puppy mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for Christmas mm-hmm. or a kitty. Yeah. You know, sometimes maybe even a ducky or a yeah, rabbit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this happens at Easter and Christmas, sure. of course, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, at Easter, of course, it's more rabbits. <laughs> I would imagine, but but um, so so. What do you tell people about this? Because uh, pets are wonderful for children, but yeah. you have to also be, you know, aware and responsible as to what yeah. you get. Um, getting a cute puppy that's going to be 150 pounds in a year yeah. is different than so. So, what would your advice be to parents that would like <laughs> to get their uh, kid a, a pet for Christmas? Well, my advice. So we we practice what's called um, open adoption. So we um, we don't put a lot of barriers or restrictions to to people coming to adopt because a lot of studies have been done over the last ten to fifteen years and and it's 
and it's this, those studies have shown that you're not helping more animals by being more restrictive. What we choose to do is um, really counsel. We, we do our best to make a good match. So we, we ask questions. What kind of pet are you looking for? What, mm-hmm. what type of pet would bring, you know, joy to your life? Are you looking for an active pet, uh, a less active pet, a senior? And that's really um, kind of the path that we take is we really try to, to ask questions and make that good match with mm-hmm. the adopter and the, and the dog. If you are looking for a couch potato to watch TV with, <laughs> Please do not come come get a, a one year old sporting dog. Or Jack, you know, Jack yeah, Russell exactly, Terry. exactly. You will not be happy. On the other hand, maybe the dog is going to force you to get off the couch and get out there and walk some. That's very good. Point. And I'm glad you brought up something because I was going to ask you about the senior dogs. This Ugh. is something in the last. There's been so much more awareness about senior dogs sure. in the last few years about this. And it's been so beautiful and heartwarming. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a bit of a social media thing on this, sure. too. And I know we Warren promote it a lot. And we, and yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. And we have Senior Saturdays. And well, Tell me about that. And what, what, create, what is a senior dog? And, and why is it good to get a senior dog? Oh, boy. Now you're going to put me on the spot. So um, seniors, for, seniors for us are seven years and older. Uh-huh. So a senior cat or a senior dog. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you, these dogs... They they're just wise. They're experienced. Yes, you can come in, and I th- I truly truly believe that they they have appreciation. They know that that you are adopting them, and and you they will what? pay it forward you to are you. So right, I got a horse one time when I was living in uh, and I was working as a young in Beverly mm-hmm. Hills, and I had this lady who was a client, very very wealthy client. And then she came in to do shopping, and I asked her how she was. She says, oh, I'm just kind of bummed. I'm going to have to put a horse down this afternoon. I said, why? She says, oh, you know, I had him in a stall, and, and uh, you know, he got, he, he'd run into a cable, got blinded in one eye. Oh, and, and we put him in a stall, and then we finally got a rider him after six months, and, and he ran away with the person. I said, well, no wonder you had him in a stall for six months. Yeah. I said, don't put him down. I'll come out and look at it. I said, if I can come out and look at it and take care of it, can I have the horse and she said yes and it was on his birthday and i went out his name was uh oh god he had a name like fighter dominant something <laughs> awful his name you know but he was a purebred horse from man of war thoroughbred and i saw him and it was love at first sight i got on his back and he was a dream she was shocked he said oh my god look at he's being wonderful he was blind in one eye and I had him for 20 years, and oh, we were goodness. soulmates. It just was the most wonderful horse. I changed his name to Lumiere, which became Lumpy, um, <laughs> the first thing I did. And he absolutely knew I saved his life. Absolutely. I don't know. They know That's no a wonderful way I can do story. It. But, but, you know, those things happen. And, and when you save a pet's life, mm-hmm. they do know. They absolutely yeah. know. And a lot of these senior dogs, you know, they're housebroken. They know tricks. They walk well on the leash. They know how to ride in the car. They're crate trained. I mean... How do you just go wrong with that, right? Yeah, no, so. it, and and there is something. There's this bond that happens when mm-hmm. you have that, and you have a, mm-hmm. and it's so sweet because there's this love that happens, and I don't think seven senior, but <laughs> but <laughs> but you know it's enough where where those dogs may not be adopted, otherwise. Yeah. So it's it's wonderful that you can actually take those animals, and and for yeah. seven years old, it's it's not that old for dogs, and for cats, cats live longer than dogs, don't they? As a rule. Yeah, typically, yeah. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about cats because I know that you have people that like to come 
that can't own pets. Mm -hmm. They've moved to a place, and they are not allowed to have a pet. But they still love pets, and they want to spend mm -hmm. some time. Yeah. There's two we things love those they people. can do. <laughs> they can come play with the pets, or yeah. you started a program I just love. that. I think it made it to the front page, and it made it to national news, where you allow people to come and take a pet to the beach. Oh, yes, with, yes, with, yes. And, okay. and you even set them all up, yeah. and, and a person can take a, yep. a dog to the beach and have mm -hmm. a, a doggy day. Sure. You know, and, and what a beautiful thing, because they can't have a pet. Sure. They can't explain how that happened and how that's going. Okay. Well, it's going great. Um, there's a variety of ways to interact with the, do with the animals at our, sh our shelter. So there is um, a program called Beach Buddies, and you can sign up for it online on our website. And you can come in the morning, be there by 11, and return that uh, dog by 4 in the afternoon or any time in between. And uh, we choose, uh, I think it's, boy, what is it, like five, like five different dogs. And it's, and it's really just first come, first, you know, pick, right, on which dog uh, you choose to take out. We send you with all of the supplies, a backpack that has everything in there from really? water bowl to a towel for the back seat to, you know, the leash, the collar, information on the dog. And it's a really, really popular program. And so it, it really serves um, kind of a dual purpose. It gives our dogs a break from the shelter environment. And we try to make that environment as, as really as comfortable and enriching as possible for them. But, but you know what? It's a field trip, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then it gives, um, especially tourists, an opportunity to interact with our animals. Maybe they're missing their own oh, at so home. Oh, so tourists can do it. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, Or if, you, if you're a resident on the island, you can sign up for it also. And then it also gives us some really valuable information about that pet outside of the shelter. How'd mm. they do in the car? Did mm -hmm. they like water? We're, you know, it's it's really valuable, and it has actually really helped um, those dogs get adopted. Have you found that there are regulars that come? And, and oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's everything. There's there's tourists that have been. Uh, let's see, when did we launch? We've had we've been doing Beach Buddies now for a couple of years, and we have tourists that have done it like multiple times, once really? or twice a year when they come to Maui. Oh yeah. my gosh! And then yeah, so it's a it's a really great program. What I will say is that the slots fill up really quickly. And so I don't know where it's at today, but at any given time, I think we're about a couple months um, booked on Beach Buddies. Oh my gosh. Uh huh. And, but I will say that it doesn't just have to be Beach Buddies. You can come and spend time with our dogs. If you live here on the island, come be a volunteer. There's no set hours. You come to a volunteer orientation. And you, and if you want to work with the dogs and the puppies, you come to a dog and puppy training. And really, we're just showing you kind of our, um, just kind of our routine and our policies for getting dogs in and out of the kennels and things like that. And then uh, there's no set hours for volunteers. If we're open, you just come and interact. I didn't know that. Interact with them. Mm -hmm. Well, that's You wonderful. can come and walk them or come spend time in our and our um, little gazebos uh, working on sit and down and things like that. Huh. And it's We really try to make it as accommodating as possible for our volunteers. I, and, and I do want to mention something which has become extremely popular, which is the holiday camps, the, the kid oh, camps. Yes. The kid camps have so really... So popular, we're already sold out for this next one for December. Are you already sold yes, out? Yes, yes. That's um, unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> but they are very popular. And um, so we what have one. What do you think one, makes them so popular? Well, 
I don't know. Don't most children want to go spend time with the animals? Yes. And and I think we've been offering these camps long enough that they have a very good reputation. They're very they're a they're a very quality camp mm-hmm. in the sense that. Um, we have a lot of interaction with the um, children in the form of speakers coming in oh. and hands-on time with our dogs and um, just our animals at the shelter, dogs, cats, and critters. Um, we, um, you know, it's just, I think I think the children really, really like it. And so, What age groups do you go from? Oh, see, you're going to put me on the spot Sorry. again. I'm putting uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boy, I want to say... Um, it is like second through fifth or sixth grade. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I know it's very, very popular, but yeah. I didn't know you'd already promoted it. You can sign up for Christmas. So then people better start signing yeah. up now yeah. for yeah. Easter, yeah. right? So we have two, well, we have two sessions. We had um, uh, 20, the December 26th to the 29th, and then the first week of January, and both of those sold out. And so oh. what I will say is um, uh, watch our website. Because as soon as a camp opens and, um, and we're promoting it, I don't know what the date is for after that, but we do most, if there's a school break here on the island, we usually offer camp during that, that school break. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will always have the information on our website. And and again, folks, you you get a, you obviously have to think ahead on this one. Yes, I had no idea it's taken off so yes. much. How many staff do you have? And, and let's give some shout-outs because it is holiday time, <laughs> and there's a lot of volunteers. How many volunteers are kind of on your regular basis? Volunteers we, at Humane Society. Um, in the last year, and this could vary. We have some volunteers that come multiple days a week, and some volunteers that have only come a few times. But in this last year, we've had about 350 volunteers. Wow. Uh, this last year, our volunteers gave just shy um, of 20,000 hours of service to the My Humane gosh. Society. Wow. We have, uh, our staff is just at about 50 people on staff That's right now. huge. Wow. We deal with a lot of animals. And yes, we, it takes It takes a lot to care for them properly. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that much. And so, wow. And that includes our Humane Enforcement Department. So mm-hmm. we have 11 um, people on staff in our Humane Enforcement Department. That's eight officers, two dispatchers, because we are seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Yeah. So eight officers, two, two dispatchers, and then a director for that department. And tell people why that's so important, because some places don't have that. Oh, goodness. If it wasn't, you know, our officers um, the combined calls from the public and officer-initiated patrols, they do about 11,000 calls for service a year. Wow. Uh-huh. And they are, so they are responding to calls of neglect and abuse and calls of um, loose dogs, barking dogs, um, yeah, unrestrained dog bites, um, dog-to-dog attacks. Um, yeah, it's, um, pick, yeah, yeah, our officers are very busy. <laughs> and it's so different in each area of the island, you know. Sure. You have different needs and, and things happening mm-hmm. in agricultural areas and mm-hmm. ranch areas versus mm-hmm. what you'd get here in, yep. in the crowded cities, et cetera, you know, what it could be. But, I mean, there is a problem. I, I, I move, but I used to be in a house where, the owner, and I love the wife, but the, the husband always would let his dog run loose. Always. And, and you know, it was like your neighbors and you don't, but I mean, it got to the point where people were afraid to come because it was a big, big dog. Mm-hmm. It like to bark and bite. Um, and people, and even people who were supposed to come and do work in the house wouldn't yeah. come because this dog would just yeah. 
literally go crazy on people. Yeah, I think I think there's some still some confusion on the island, and I think it's ongoing education that we that we do our best to provide to the community. But um, Maui County has a leash law. Your dog must be on leash at all times unless they are in your own front yard and your yard is fenced. Mm-hmm. It does not count if your yard isn't fenced. Mm-hmm. So they they must be restrained on a leash um, in your own front yard that is fen- or if, unless it's fenced and um, or at a dog park. Mm-hmm. But if you are at the beach, you there is no yeah. beach where off-leash dogs are allowed well, and not not on the island of Maui. It's one of my pet peeves, peeves and that was yeah. pun intended again. But I, yeah. I go hiking every every day, and I go walking, and, and you know, sometimes up in the I walk up and up country. And, mm-hmm. you know, I used to say something, and I gave up because I got such yeah. nasty comments, but people love letting their dog run free. Now, yeah. I can understand you're out in nature, you want your dog to be happy and run free, but I have seen things. Oh, yeah. I have seen things. I was up um, Alinda Road with mm-hmm. that lupus. One time I was walking up there, and this, this family came back with the dog over the head. He'd fallen down the cliff heading mm-hmm. towards the spring and died. It's like, well, if your dog had been on a leash, this yeah. would not. And you can't yeah. say that. But people sure. don't understand that the people who do have their pets on a leash yeah. and then have some dog running free yeah. are setting the dog up on the right. leash in for just, an attack or something. It's just, yeah. you, and it's I, just, it's just the way I it is. I've given up trying to. And, <laughs> I, and, I, and I will say that, you know, there's a lot of people when our officers do beach patrols mm-hmm. and they are doing more now than they ever have because we're receiving so many reports and complaints about off-leash dogs at the beach. Yeah. And I realize that people want their dog to be off leash, but it is against the law. Yeah. It, we all want to do lots of things, right. but but some things are against the law, and having your dog off leash is one of those. Yeah. And so there's a lot of people that will support our officers. And then, you know, I have to say that there's a lot of people who are not respectful and kind towards our officers and i want and i just want the community to understand our officers are doing their job thank you just like the police well i mean i know because like i say i've given up even saying (laughs) when i'm out walking Mm -hmm. the dog should be on a leash and then they start swearing at you and they'll start and i'm going i said it just and i try i've stopped (laughs) i used to try to explain why but for some reason they think that they have the right to have their dog run free and it's just not there's reasons why yes there is i've seen it enough where i'm going my gosh folks You do have, there is a law for a reason, mm-hmm. and you've mm-hmm. seen things mm-hmm. happen, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Um, Mo, you know, we can see that um, more unrestrained dogs lead to more dog-to-dog dog attacks and yeah. dog-to-people butts. Yep. We, and DOAs, dogs that get hit by a car. Yeah. So, you know, yep. So, so there's you, a correlation there. <laughs> you, do, you do an amazing job. I, I, I just can't even imagine how people realize. But, I mean, the thing, if people were able to really see what's happened over the last, you've been there now, take, in charge now I, for three years? Yes. I took over just about um, three and a half years ago, June of 2014. And it's, it's, it's really, I have to congratulate you. Thank because you. what's happened in that time is almost miraculous. And <laughs> the programs and stuff, the things that have been yeah. happening, the Wings of Aloha, the camps, the uh, the fun events that you have happening, um, the spay and neuter, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have nothing but respect <laughs> for what has happened. And, Thank you. And 
And there's just like there's people always mad if you tell them to put them on leash. There's people always are going to be mad at you mean society <laughs> without understanding and knowing. Sure. I wish they could actually spend a day there. In your we're doing shoes. our best to win those people over, Cindy. And I think you're <laughs> doing a good job. I really do. I think you've done an excellent job at doing that because it's a really, really tough job. What the mean yeah. society does, I couldn't have the heart to try to even deal with what you have to see and your yeah. people have to see on a regular basis, especially when they see dogs that are mistreated or Mm -hmm. dogs that are injured or, you know, anything that happens like that. It is difficult. And I I will tell you, it's a it's a it's a it's a unique environment that I work in because I I can't even tell you the depth of of the respect and the admiration I have for my staff at the shelter. But I will tell you, sure, there are some difficult cases that come in. But if you want to see an animal have its uh, have my staff rally around them and support them and do anything for them, mm-hmm. it's the sad it's it's the animal that comes in in the saddest case, mm-hmm. right? I mean, everybody will do everything for that animal um, just because of of the condition and and the life that it had had, and yeah. so. It's never an easy thing to see, but but um, but it, it's it's you've got to do it, and yeah. you do a great job. And and again, this so. is uh, in the last minute. I want to remind people: there's lots of ways you can help. It's Christmas time; these pets love toys, and you can go down to the Humane Society, um, and you can go and look at the tree, and you can actually fill out a little thing, mm-hmm. and you can make sure a, a pet has a toy for Christmas. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you can adopt right now and get a lovely fuzzy green blanket. <laughs> um, that goes with your adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, you can contact the Humane Society um, for also for spay and neuter, mm-hmm. which is really great. You can contact them for making a day at the beach, Beach Buddies. Yeah. Yeah. You can donate to Wings of Aloha. You mm-hmm. can become a foster parent. There's lots of need for foster parents still. 877-3681, is that still the Three, number? 3680. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jeez, seven, good memory. Well, yeah, I've called a lot. <laughs> 877-3680. Um, there's lots of extensions, mm-hmm. so I, I, you know, I think what's the best number? Because I always kind of get confused when you're calling eight seven seven three six eight zero and you want to talk to a person. Three, extension three is going to take you right to our front uh, oh, desk, good. and it's going to say right there. Mm-hmm. I see. I never knew extension that. Extension three <laughs> is going to take you to customer service, and if there's, uh, if you need to be talking to someone else, they're going to connect you. Well, I thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Geraldine. <laughs> it's been wonderful seeing you. Meli Kaliki Maka, bless you and all those wonderful thank volunteers you. and people who work at the Immune Society. And bless all the pets <laughs> that are there as well, um, you know, because they're, it's just been beautiful to see how they've been able to, a lot of them get homes, and, mm-hmm. and everyone that's listening can help in some way. We're going to be going to an unusual thing. There's an election coverage with Morin Jones, and we're going to see what's happening with that and give you an update. It's a very important um, election, so we're going to be covering that next. And Meli Kaliki Maka, thanks for listening. With your news headlines.